BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, my people. Today's episode is going to be kind of a ramble one, but really, well, there's something I want to talk about, and then we're just going to kind of see where the fuck this takes us. And... If I am talking quickly, that's because I'm on a bit of a timeline, deadline, deadline is probably the correct term to pick up my son from camp. So the thing I want to talk about is I had this realization the other day and obviously you all know this if you've been actively consuming content of mine recently, I've been feeling very depressed this pregnancy and I... I'm well aware that like my mental health struggles during pregnancy that happened last time, last time it was way more anxiety focused. This time it's way more depressive focused, both not something I enjoy or recommend, but are my experiences. And it's easy for me or not easy, but I try to remind myself, okay, this is temporary. Pregnancy does not last forever. Like there is a light at the end of the tunnel, all of that. And also remind myself Yes, postpartum can also be difficult, but like I have the data on my side that last time I did get to a place where I was the happiest I've ever been. And that was post having a child and I can get back to that place. So reminding myself of all of that. However, if you've been depressed, you know, like no matter how much you remind yourself of these things and logistically you're like, everything is fine. It doesn't change the fact that you're still depressed. Like there specifically was a week last week or two weeks ago where I was just hysterically crying, like heave crying, you know, when your body is like in the shower, that just is where I kind of let it all out for like 30 minutes a day. And one day Joe's in the office, I texted him and I was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. I cannot stop crying. And it's the oddest feeling because you're having all of these emotions, but you're like, nothing necessarily set this off. I'm just so sad. And I feel a little bit better as I'm recording this, which I'm happy to say that is a win. Speaking of wins, Celebrate Your Wins merch, guys, still available. We will link it in the bio, the t-shirt and the hoodie. I live in both of them, specifically the hoodie. The color is chef's kiss, top notch, nothing better. So like that is a win that I'm feeling better this week. And I don't really know if there's anything I specifically changed or if it's just time passed a bit. I don't know. But during this week of like real depressive feelings, I had a realization that I think I'm lonely and it's confusing to say, but I actually can relate it to a time in my early twenties 
when I remember just crying at night after work and being like, how is it possible that I'm so depressed when I have so many things going for me? And how is it possible to feel so lonely when I have so many incredible people in my life? And that's kind of how I felt when I realized this, because I would never think, I don't think anyone would ever label me from the outside world as someone who's lonely. I have so many incredible friends, as you know, from last week's episode and more of the friendship series to come. Like I have incredible female friendships in my life that I'm so grateful for. And I rely on heavily and I'm in constant communication with so many people throughout the day whether it be phone call or texting. And I have an incredibly supportive and amazing family and in-laws and all of these things. So from the outside, I don't think anyone would ever be like, oh, that girl's lonely at all. But the, and that's why I think it's the most confusing thing for me. But what I realized when I really like peeled it all back is a few things. One, moving to a new city or wherever, I guess what like town is daunting and difficult and you have to meet new people. And if you want to see people on a regular basis with the ease of just like, Hey, let's grab a drink or grab a coffee or go for a walk. Like I used to have in New York with all of my close friends who lived there, you have to put yourself out there and you have to meet people. And I knew that obviously moving, like that's clear. And I knew that was going to be a change, but I was up for it. And I was like, whatever, like I'll figure it out. I did not know that I was going to get pregnant three weeks into this move. So then the whole first trimester, like I didn't want to leave the house. I had no interest in meeting people. I was completely in survival mode, like hibernating. And then I finally started to feel better. And then it's summertime. So we have a lot of plans. We're not here a lot. And now I'm like, I'm about to have a fucking newborn. Like I'm not going to be making plans. So there is not the proximity or ease of what I had in the city with many of my close friends of actually spending like face time, like real one-on-one or just in-person time with people. And yes, being on the phone with people is great. And FaceTime, the on your phone, I mean, not like in real life, is awesome for friendships that are far away, but there's nothing like in-person time spent together with one other being or a community. And with my job also being fully a remote thing where I'm mainly by myself, I don't have that sense of community of people that I'm seeing. And I just feel I've been very not hibernating, but maybe, maybe other people feel this way after COVID. I feel like we all got in this realm of like enjoying staying home more and becoming a little bit more homebodied. And I fully lean the fuck into that. And then when I got pregnant, I leaned in even further. So maybe it's partially like I've isolated myself, but I'm just not having nearly as much human interaction. And The reason I think pregnancy plays such a big role in this is also I am just on empty by the end of the day. Like spending my day split between caring for our child and working. And also, as I said, like moving into a new house, trying to furnish it, decorate it, finish all of that, et cetera, is a lot. So by the end of the day, with pregnancy on top of this, like I have nothing left in my fucking tank. I am like, it's 8.30. I want to get in bed and read right now. 
or I want to be on the couch horizontal eating ice cream and watching TV. The idea of doing something social after putting our son down is so daunting to me where I almost feel like I've messed my brain up a little bit because it's so out of the realm of ordinary for us now. Again, I think a lot of that was because of pregnancy. Like in the city, we were doing things not that often, but we were. And now rarely, maybe three times since we moved in the past six months. And I think a lot of that is a mix of not necessarily having our people fully community out here yet, but also me being pregnant. And because of that, I just have zero left in my tank for like social interaction. So yes, I want to be with people and I want to be interacting like hypothetically because I realize I am lonely and I miss people and human interaction and that sense of community. But then I'm like, I have no energy for it. I'm so tired. And it's this catch 22 of wanting to see people, wanting to fill up my social bucket, wanting to feel connection. And then also just accepting that I'm growing a human and I'm really tired and I need to prioritize rest as well and listen to my body. So it's very confusing, but I had this realization and I think it helped me kind of put my finger on some of the emotions I was feeling that were confusing to me because it was like, oh, that's what's happening here. Like that's what's going on. That's why you feel this way. So maybe some of you are also feeling this way. I don't know, pregnant or not. I think a lot of us are struggling with feeling lonely. And the most interesting part of all of this to me, honestly, that I realized, I was a guest on a podcast last week and I talked about this. Like she was asking about boundaries and like, how do you decide what to share online? How do you work through things on your own first? Or do you? If you are working through them first and you're not sharing, do you feel like a phony? Like all of these things. And I said, like, if it's my story to share most of the time, I'm sharing it because that's just how my brain processes things like by sharing. But I do think that there's probably something fucked up to say about the fact that when I had this realization of like, oh, I'm lonely, I was sitting at our kitchen island And because I had been so depressed, I was doing like extra journaling sessions throughout the day. And I was just journaling and free writing and trying to figure out what was happening. And it all kind of clicked for me. And instead of like calling Joe, because he wasn't home, or calling one of my sisters or my mom or one of my best friends, I opened my Instagram and decided to tell all like 25,000 whatever people who watch my stories and say... I don't know what the answer is. I don't know exactly why I'm feeling like this, but these are my emotions and kind of put it all out there with the realization. I said it in my story. It's like, I should probably be calling my therapist about this, or this should be my next therapy session. And it will be tomorrow. I have therapy or like, you know, I'm going to have a vulnerability hangover over this. But why is that my, my first gut reaction And it's so interesting because then I had a work meeting after this interview and I brought it up with them too because we were talking about 
it was all focused, the meeting on community and like bringing people together and having the hard conversations. And I do think that there's something to be said about sharing these emotions with strangers. And I'm not saying that the FF family are strangers, but like in reality, I'm not seeing you every single day. Like it's a different relationship than my best friend in real life or my mom, for instance. And sometimes, weirdly, I don't know the science or psychology behind this. It's easier for me to say something on my stories, vulnerability-wise, than to like call my mom and tell her. And I don't know why that is. But I see it on the flip side too. Like in my DMs, you guys share some incredibly vulnerable shit with me. Incredibly. And I get so many messages of people being like, I've never told anyone this. Or even I get a lot of, I just took a pregnancy test and you're the first person I feel like I had to tell. I don't know why. Like there is something freeing about telling people that you don't know information. Maybe I do not know. For me, it's a little different than the messages I receive. Me like putting it out into this open void of the internet because not everyone's always nice. And, you know, I have to experience all sides of reactions, but that's something I want to unpack with my therapist of like, why do I feel so comfortable doing that? And why do I sometimes do that? Like, why don't I process things on my own first or with a closer group of people? And maybe it's because I feel safe with you all. I would think so. But I honestly, if I really dig into it, I think it's because the reason I want to do this job and the reason I love this job and the reason that I keep doing it is because I get responses of people saying, I feel seen or I feel heard or I feel understood or thank you for saying this. I thought I was alone. And like, if I can put all my shit out there and be like, just really lay it all out on the table and help someone, I feel no shame over that. I'm like, what the fuck do I care? What do do I care about what these X amount of people think of me if they're judging me, if I helped one person and usually it's more than one. So maybe that's why I do it. Maybe I, I almost feel it's become this way of me processing. And I don't know if it's healthy or not, but that's where we're at. Everyone keeps asking me if we're going on like a tropical baby moon to celebrate. And honestly, because of the timing and the delivery and like our schedules, we just have decided not to. But what I can say though, is that with this pregnancy, sleep is my priority. And because of that, we have created our bedroom into a place that I love so much that honestly, every night feels like a staycation. Specifically, thanks to our Brooklinen hotel quality bedding at home. I have been sleeping in Brooklinen sheets for the past like three, four plus years. And I honestly will never go back. Nothing compares. If you don't trust me, trust their 100,000 five-star customer reviews. Brooklinen is the internet's favorite sheets and believes that there is an ideal for every kind of sleeper. Personally, I'm a fan of their best-selling buttery smooth luxe sateen sheets for when it's hotter out, like especially the summer. But the second winter rolls around, I am immediately throwing on our set of heathered cashmere sheets. When I say we have a linen closet fully dedicated to Brooklinen, both their bedding and their towels, I am not lying to you all. If you follow me on social, then you already know I live in their checkered robe. I swear it's the best robe on the market. And if you are someone who is pregnant or newly postpartum, it is a necessity. Ever since mine arrived, I honestly have not taken it off my body. If you want to try Brooklinen, shop in-store or order online at brooklinen.com today to give yourself the luxurious sleep you deserve this summer. Use promo code CAM for $20 off your online purchase of $100 or more, plus free shipping on brooklinen.com. That 
That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N dot C-O-M. Use promo code CAM for $20 off plus free shipping. You guys know how much I love my steamy romance novels and how I recommend them to just about anyone with ears. Some may argue that I talk about them a bit too much, but that is neither here nor there. Well, not only do I love steamy novels, but also audio stories, which is why I am so excited to introduce you to today's sponsor, Dipsy. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. You can discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. Plus, they are radically inclusive and offer stories for straight and queer listeners, and over half of the stories are voiced or acted by people of color. There is truly something for everyone. And the best part is that the content is released every week, so you can always find something new to explore in between listening to your favorite stories over and over again. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. I'm so excited for you all to try and report back with your thoughts and experiences. You know I love a good juicy DM on Instagram. For listeners of the show, Dipsy's offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash Cameron. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash Cameron dipsystories.com slash Cameron. What's up, everyone? I'm Sheena Shea. You may know me from nine seasons of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules, but I'm here to tell you about my podcast called Shenanigans. We talk about everything from reality TV, pop culture, relationships, parenting, and invite you to join the conversations with Q&A sessions where nothing is off the table. There's so much more I want to share with you. Thanks for listening and make sure to subscribe to Shenanigans to stay up to date with new episodes every Friday. Of course, then I did have the conversation with Joe when he got home from work that day of just being like, I think I'm lonely. And it's also hard because he's constantly encouraging me to do more things socially to like, I know that I can, if I ever want to, he is a very actively involved parent. He can take on everything that I'm doing in those moments. And I don't necessarily take him up on the offers, but again, it's just because I don't have the energy, but simultaneously, I think I'm jealous of him because he does have the energy not being pregnant. And again, there's nothing he can do about that. Like he just is not carrying a child. I am. So of course he's going to have more energy of like having found more of a community in our new town and being social and seeing people a lot like around golf and stuff. And I'm not even talking about like on weekends where then I'm doing parenting stuff alone, like, you know, finding time where we have childcare and he's seeing his friends and all that. And I have the same opportunity to do the same thing. It's not one-sided. I just don't necessarily take that opportunity. And it's not resentment. And if you're listening to this and you're someone who's pregnant and you're resenting your partner, I've fucking been there 110% and postpartum, I have been there. But it's more, I think, just jealousy where I'm like, that must be nice. And that's something I think in general I'm going through with this pregnancy of just like, quite honestly, I miss the old version of me. I miss the version of me that felt ownership over her body. I miss the version of me that had energy. I miss the version of me that felt happy and like lighthearted and creative and driven. And 
was able to simply run around with our toddler and sleep like through the night and be comfortable and lay on a couch and not deal with heartburn and constipation, like all of those things. I just miss that version. And it feels so foreign, that version of me, like it feels so foreign. And I know I've said this so many times, you cannot compare the version of yourself pregnant to the non-version or the non-pregnant version of yourself because they are two different people. And I'm trying to remind myself of that deeply, but it's really hard to not like miss that former piece of me or pieces of me. And what I try to remind myself is she will be back. It could take a while. Postpartum can be a bitch and a half. Fine. I know that. I can accept that. But like, I know I can get to that place again. And I think that is relevant to any stage of life, whether you're pregnant, postpartum, not nowhere near having kids, et cetera. You are always experiencing something that is temporary. It is not permanent. No matter how permanent it feels, it is always temporary. So on that note, what else has been going on? I will say, yes, while I have kind of been in my depressive era, one of the things I've been struggling with the most is like not feeling driven or interested by work. This past week, there has been a slight uptick where I've felt like a little bit more energy and excitement around things. I had you know, the merch drop, which was exciting, but I have a really exciting launch. Actually, what's the date? Oh, fun, guys. Okay, by the time this episode releases, it will already be out. So remember when I went to LA and like, why would you remember this? I hate myself for saying that. I went to LA and I filmed a really fun program with my friend Megan Roop, who is the founder of the Sculpt Society. She has become one of my good friends and I love her with all my heart. And we did a prenatal program that I cannot wait to drop because personally I do a lot of her workouts in the morning and we filmed, I could be wrong. I think it was seven workouts that were all prenatal friendly, all full body and like quick, which is exactly what I need and want. And every morning when I go to work out, I'm like, fuck, I wish these workouts were already available to the point where I almost texted Megan and was like, can I just have the videos? Like, can you just airdrop them to me or something so I can do this? I'm terrified to see myself in these videos because I don't know how the hell she does it. Truly, I do not understand. But doing these workouts like one run through, but like actually having to do the workouts while she's instructing. I just had to do it. She's like giving these motivational speeches, instructing, doing all this stuff. But also, I don't know if you realize this. Maybe you do. I don't, I don't know how you would, but the way that she cues, she mirrors so that like when you're watching it, it looks like I don't know, but basically I had to do the opposite of what she was saying, as did she. So when she would say right leg, I had to do my left leg, which was so confusing for me and like so hard to do. I don't know why. Obviously she's accustomed to it, but I had a very hard time. So you'll see in some of the videos, I'm completely starting off on the wrong side majority of the time in the beginning, because it's really hard when you're used to obviously following instruction to cue your brain to be like, no, you have to do the opposite and then remember what the opposite even is. So anyway, we filmed a program that'll be on her platform. I will link it in the show notes and you guys can use the code trust your gut 25 for 
a discount with Seed. So you all know how much I fucking love Seed. They're the best daily symbiotic. I swear by it. But it's all in partnership with Seed, the program. We did some recipes. There's so much fun stuff on the app. So I will link out all of like the Sculpt Society stuff. Also, I think my code is 25 Cameron for the Sculpt Society, but I could be wrong. That will also be correctly linked in the show notes. But that comes out this week. And that's something that like, I was so excited about a, just because for me, I do love all of the brands I work with, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't work with them. But let me tell you, one brand is on my motherfucking shit list. And I'm not saying who it is because I'm trying to be like the better person, but I will no longer be supporting them. And no one has guessed it. It's not a recent brand. We're like a year late almost in payment and just refusing to acknowledge or respond to any of our outreach, even from legal, all the way up to the CEO. So frustrated by that, but I love every other brand I work and have worked with. And while I obviously enjoy doing like smaller partnerships and one-offs, and I get that like not everything can be this big campaign, I love doing larger like installation style work because A, it's just more exciting to me. There's more ability to like create a bunch of different stuff around it. It doesn't feel like these one off and then we move on things. So this was something that is something I've never done before, but also just a really exciting opportunity because it's combining so many of my favorite things between the product of Seed, but then also getting to work with a friend, getting to do more like physical workout exercise stuff, which is so important to me and share it with all of you, but not being like the one responsible for like creating the workouts and all of that, because I don't think I'm at all, what's the word, whatever. Like, I just don't think I should be the one doing that. And I was really excited about it. So that is out. So I have had some like creative juices flowing and drive and excitement around that. And then there's something that I have not announced yet that I believe is launching the end of this month that I'm really fucking pumped about because again, it's something I've never done before. It's a brand I love and have been a buyer of for like five years. And you all, it all makes sense when it comes out, but this is my first time ever doing like a collaborative product, which has always been a dream of mine. Actually, it was on my vision board for this year. And I'm really excited about that. So all of those things have me feeling like a little bit more energy and excitement when it comes to work. And also, oh, this is the other thing I wanted to talk about. And then I just had an idea. Maybe we'll go through my vision board. This is what happens when we do solo episodes with no plan. It's ADHD land. Because someone asked me, like, we're six months into the year in June. How much of your vision board has come true? And I was like, probably nothing. So we can do that. But the other thing is, I also just feel the overwhelming emotions were very high last week because we were coming off of an extended period of time without childcare. And yes, we had a vacation where Joe and I both took a week off of work. We were at my parents' beach house. It is amazing to spend time there. It's our happy place. We love it. But again, like vacationing with a child is just relocation. Like it's straight up relocation. It was so much fun for him. He loves the beach. He loves the ocean. He loves being with his grandparents. And obviously, yes, my parents are extremely willing to help, but I'm extremely unwilling to like completely let go and be a bystander. Cause I'm like, well, I want to make these memories and I want to be involved. And it's a toxic trait of mine. So by the end of the week, I was simultaneously exhausted. And it's also just hard to like live in your parents' space for 10 days. I think there's a reason that most of us exit 
the home you grew up in at a certain age. I love them to death. Love them so much. But I think we all have our limits, them included, like feeling this way about me, of time spent on top of each other. So all that being said, I think part of the like positive uptick of energy, interest in work, drive, happiness that has happened this last week is because our son is back at camp. And let me tell you guys, I talked about this on my stories, but I think for me, I have said this before. I love my job and the fact that I have this outlet to do my own thing and this community we've built and the connection and all of that. And from a business perspective, like, you know, financially, we're pretty much a 50-50 income household. And does that make sense? Whatever. And so it's important that I do keep working to maintain our lifestyle, all of those things. However, I also fucking love spending time with my child and being a hyper-involved mom. And I used to beat myself up over this and being like, I wish I could just decide which one I wanted to do because this balance world is too confusing for me to try and do both. But now I look at it at a way in a way of like, wow, I feel so incredibly blessed that I have the opportunity to do both. And yes, it can be really overwhelming and confusing for me at times, but it's also amazing. So all of that to say, I don't necessarily do well, like removing myself from <laughs> removing myself from situations when we're at home and he's at home. And obviously majority of my work is at home. So yes, there's like one day a week where I typically go into the city and I obviously get a ton done on those days because I'm meeting with people, I'm recording episodes, et cetera. But when I have to do like my work outside of that at home, whether it's recording, editing, any of the other stuff that goes into my job, it's really easy for me to be like, well, what's my son doing downstairs? And just bop downstairs for like a snack or a water and then be like, oh, what are you guys doing down here? And then spend a half hour like hanging out with him and our sitter or my in-laws if they're the ones watching him for the day. And it's not, I can't explain it. I don't feel guilt I just want to spend time with him. I'm jealous. I'm like, oh my God, these people get to spend time with him. I want to be the one that gets to spend time with him. I want to do these things. I want to experience this. I want to be a part of it. So my brain doesn't do a great job at separation. And therefore I feel like by the end of the day, we put him down and I'm like, fuck, I have so much still I need to get done, but I'm so tired. So I'm either working late and then beating myself up over it, or I'm just not doing the work that I want to get done. And I'm meeting like the bare minimum. Fine. I'm in survival mode. As long as I can keep all of this afloat during this pregnancy, that's a big fucking win for me. But I also miss like having the time to create and do things and feel excited. So I always thought like, oh my gosh, one day they will go to school. And that is just awesome. Then you get that time back. That's pretty freaking cool, but it felt so far away to me. And we've never done any type of separation. The only people who have cared for him are like me and Joe or our parents or our sitter. And it's always here. It's never like been somewhere else. Sure, he'll go to like a class sometimes during the day, but that's like an hour excursion or the park. Yes, fine. But still majority of the time it is at home. And we decided to sign him up for a twos program in the fall. And before people messaged me asking like, what is the difference between twos program and daycare? I honestly don't fucking know. I'm going to send a text to some of my friends and ask because I have no goddamn idea what the difference is. Honestly, maybe I should know that. I don't know. But it's a program at a school, 
like a nursery style school. They do like a twos, threes, fours, and fives. I don't know. And then eventually you go to kindergarten program. And when we moved here, I had like done some research on Facebook groups and through people I knew in the area. And then I visited a bunch of schools and we ended up applying and got in as we were moving. So we had decided he was going to go here in the fall and they have a summer camp. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. It'll be like an introduction to the school for him. And also the idea of like spending time without us and doing the drop-off and separation and all of that. So we signed him up for a week in July and a week in August. The week in July, let me tell you, day two, I've never felt so free in my goddamn life. I was like, I'm in the house alone. And there's something about him being actually like at a program away, especially like camp or even more so school where I'm like, well, he's supposed to be there. Like he's learning, he's socializing, he's doing all of these necessary things. There's no room for me to be doing a task in my office and subconsciously be thinking, oh, fuck, I could be downstairs playing with him. Like, should I go do that? I'd rather do that because he's not here. He's playing with his teachers and his friends at this school. So day two of camp, I remember calling my sister and being like, this is life-changing, life-changing. And immediately I was like, Joe, we, we need more of this. Like, this is incredible for me. He loved it. So it was incredible for him. So we added another week of camp. So now he's doing two weeks in August. And I called the school and I was like, look, when we originally signed up for three days a week, I wasn't pregnant. And now we're going to have a baby like eight weeks after you guys start school. And I can really just use all the help I can get. So can we increase it to four days a week? So in the fall, he'll be there four days a week, which also I think will just feel magical for me to have some of that time and like freedom back and really allow myself to get settled back into my work before maternity leave and welcoming the new baby. And I am going to do an episode. I plan to on like how I'm preparing for baby number two compared to how I did the first and all of that. But quite honestly, I have not come to terms with the fact that we're having another child. Like obviously I'm aware I'm pregnant and I'm aware of what happens at the end of pregnancy, but I have not like grasped that another child will be entering our lives to the point where I just blocked off like an entire day on my calendar for end of September to be like, you need to go through all of the old baby stuff and figure out A, what we have, B, where it's going, C, what we need, D, like I was someone who gave away a lot of my stuff to friends because I was one of the first in my group to like have a child. And also I just think that's such a great way to parent of just kind of like rotating stuff between people because then everyone's saving money. And I have a friend who had a kid before me and she lent me a bunch of stuff. So I lent my friends a bunch of stuff, whatever. I have to figure out where the fuck everything is. Like there is so much that has been lent that I have no idea who I gave it to or where it is, or even if we got it back. And if we didn't, who has it? So I did separate an entire day. And now I've created this list on my phone to be like, we need another changing table. I want to put a changing table downstairs now that we're in a house. We need to figure out who has our bouncer. We need to figure out car seat. We need like all of those things because I haven't let my brain get to that yet. But what has been helpful for anyone who gets overwhelmed or has ADHD like me, and you're constantly thinking of 10,000 things, and then you're getting scared that you're going to forget. I have a note on my phone that is shared with Joe of just like everything that we need to figure out or buy or find before the child arrives. That is hopefully going to happen during that time I've already blocked off my calendar. Why was I even saying this? Oh, okay. So yes, we'll do an episode of like how I'm preparing for baby number two. 
versus or the similar way, I don't know if I'm going to do anything differently, baby number one. If you've watched any of my grocery hauls in the past and you've already heard me mention this brand because it has been a staple in our household for like the past six plus years, and that is Thrive Market. Thrive Market is my go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials. Without fail, I have an order arriving every four to six weeks to replenish our pantry. Not only do they have all the products I love, like Simple Mills, Chomps, Siete, Three Wishes, Go Macro, and so many more, but I love that they get delivered right to my door. It is such a big time saver. We just recently placed an order to load up our pantry with snacks and have some options to fill our son's lunchbox with. And we have so many new family favorites. I do not know if you've tried the Good Crisp Company crisps, but if you see my pictures of his lunchbox, you'll notice that they are in there almost every day. We are absolutely obsessed with them. Plus we are on a big applesauce pouch kick over here and the Thrive Market organic strawberry applesauces are his absolute favorite. Also another new fan favorite is the That's It Fruit Bars, which are ideal for snack time for honestly either of us. As a Thrive Market member, I save money on every single order. On average, over 30% each time. And with this recent order, I saved over $70. You cannot beat that. And if you find a better price somewhere else, they have a price match guarantee. I especially love that there are also filters on their site so I can easily check off gluten-free and see all of the available gluten-free options. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash Cameron for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash Cameron. Thrivemarket.com slash Cameron. Let me tell you all about a morning staple of mine and daily essential over the past few years, AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I started drinking AG1 because I was tired of taking so many supplements and I wanted a single solution that supports my entire body and covers all of my nutritional bases every day. It's made a huge difference in my life. I drink AG1 in the morning before starting my day. And let me tell you, it makes me feel unfreaking stoppable. Since I've been drinking AG1, I've noticed so many wonderful benefits from sustained energy throughout the day to improve digestion and even support for mental clarity and focus. It's been amazing. AG1 is truly a comprehensive foundational nutrition supplement that delivers the nutrients my body craves. AG1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. It is a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients. It's like a nutritional powerhouse in a single scoop. I also love that AG1 is delivered monthly, so I never have to worry about running out. They even have travel packs so I can take my AG1 on the go and never miss a day. Plus, it tastes great. I personally just mix it right into a glass of water, but I know other people that love to add a squeeze of lemon as well. So if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash FFF. That's drinkag1.com slash FFF to check it out. Okay. Now real quick, because I have to go get him from camp, but I said I was going to go through my vision board. So let's see. Okay. We have a bunch of celebrities on here. None of which have come on the show. Hillary Duff, Heather McMahon, Drew Barrymore, Jennifer Aniston, Ashley Graham, Serena Williams, Monica Padman and Dax, Harry Styles, Lizzo. 
Well, there's a lot going on right now with her. So I don't know what my exact take on that is. Honestly, I don't know enough information at all. But none of those have happened. But I still think there's hope for some. Like Heather McMahon, hit me up, girly. We follow each other. I would love to have you on. Hillary Duff, I think her team responded to me, but it was a no. And you know what's weird? The day I got this framed, I did in fact meet Drew Barrymore. So vision board be damned. Some of the other things, there's like adultify your kitchen, which we did. There's some decor, which like, yes, we're working on. I'm proud of that. Hall of Fame. I didn't get into my high school's Hall of Fame, but I was nominated. So now I'm kind of wondering what happened with that. Sex. Let me tell you, sex drive. Okay. Well, sex did happen. Yes. The beginning of the year, there was some great sex that led to this said pregnancy right now. Wow. My sex drive is non-existent. What else is on here? Wide open mind keeps expanding. When did I do this? Because that was kind of around the idea of like expanding my brain and venturing into psilocybin. And I did do a microdosing program, but then I got pregnant, so I had to stop. But God, I felt amazing. Oh, New York Times bestselling author, because I do want to write a children's book. And this year was supposed to be my research year. And I have done shit on that. But with a baby, maybe I'll be reading more books. I feel like I didn't really read to our first child at all. So maybe that'll happen with our second and that'll be my research. I don't know. Not drunk, still not drunk, grounded and happiness. I don't know if I've necessarily felt a lot of those things this year, but that's okay. We still have time. Nurture and a photo of me and our son. Yes, there's been a lot of that family, lots of family time. Oh, a live show. We had a live show and it was freaking awesome. Give money to get money with a team. I have invested more in my team and I would die without them. Die without them. Quite literally, they keep me afloat, especially in a year like this one. And stop guessing. Wow. That really has not happened. There's been a lot of guessing and a lot of work I'm still working through. And then nature, and there's like a beautiful beach and a vacation photo. Well, we did go to the Cayman Islands this year. I think that was this year. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Was it? No, it must not have been because I got pregnant in February and I wasn't pregnant there. Okay. Well, you know, I'm just not doing a lot of vacationing pregnant, but we did spend a lot of beach time. So we're doing some things, deaf, not all, but you know what I always say? Vision boards are not necessarily just for that year. It's a vibe for the future. So there's still so much to come. And what does this one say? Things can get tough and feel like they're never going to happen for you, but you've got to stay the course. I actually really needed that right now. So thank you past me. I appreciate all of you for listening. I love you with all of my heart and I hope you have a great day and remember that everything is temporary. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I have so much fun recording the show. It is my favorite part of my job and truly is what lights me up. Your feedback and response to every episode is what keeps me going. And if this episode resonated with you, please feel free to DM me over on Instagram or share on your stories. If you are looking for a way to support the show, please rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. It means the world to me and it really helps the show grow. Please also make sure to hit subscribe so that you are up to date with new episodes coming at you every Wednesday morning. And of course, please be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at at Cameron Oaks Rogers. I love you and I appreciate your support so much. 
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.